Welcome to Generation Why Am I Like This? I'm Casey. I'm Liz. And I'm Alec. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhood. And it is finally, once again, my week. I know everyone's <laughs> been missing. <laughs> and we're continuing Pride Month. Woo, what, what? Woo, uh, what, what? <laughs> the, the call of the gays. Woo, what, what? Woo, what, what? <laughs> they just come in forces. Um, my fellow queers. Woo, what, what? Uh, <laughs> But this week, as you can tell, we're talking about X2, X and United. If you couldn't tell from the X-Men call, the gay X-Men Ooh. call. Woo, what's what? <laughs> so this is the sequel to the first X-Men movie. Um, it's wonderful and delightful. A lot of people think it's actually the best in the whole franchise. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't disagree. I love this. I love this movie. We'll get into it way more later. Um, just... Real quick, little stats about it. Came out May 2nd, 2003. Um, it was very successful in the box office. Got $400 million. It had, like, rave reviews. It's great. It's directed by Brian Singer. He's controversial. We won't talk about it. It's got a great <laughs> oh, no. cast. They all came back. Um, which, the fun thing about that is when they first cast people on this film, like Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman, they weren't big stars. Same thing with James mm. Marston. And then all of their big films and big hits and big moments happened right after this, or for um, Hugh Jackman because of this. They all became like A-listers overnight. Or from the first one? From the first one. That's what I mean. Sorry. From the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So after the first one, they all became like A-list stars, like Mm -hmm. overnight. I was about to say, because Halle Berry got her Oscar like a couple years before the, the second one, this movie we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So it literally is like, the, um, I think X-Men released at the uh-huh. same time as Swordfish that she won her Oscar mm. for. Yeah. Classic, yeah. Um, and so those came out the same year. So she mm. literally was like making her way downtown and then got here. Uh, was so, she walking fast? Faces fast? And she's homebound. Yeah. And she was homebound to X-Men 2, X-Men United. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so also just this production was a lot more expensive because all of their stars like that they weren't expecting to have to pay so much more and they weren't <laughs> sure they were going to get a sequel so when they sure. signed them all for a two movie deal it was like exponentially more expensive so it's it's a very good thing that this succeeded um i've talked about how much i love the x-men before on our pride of the x-men episode mm-hmm. if you don't remember that go back and listen to it and go watch it on youtube because that is a bop i love it's pride that was a month crazy and so you need episode. to listen yeah. to pride of the x pride of the x-men mm. um so that's like my quick thing for behind the scenes stuff. Cause there's, I'm not going to talk about it too much. Um, but I want to know what were y'all's interactions with this? Have you seen this before or was this your first time watching it? Uh, this is definitely my first time watching this movie. I want to say I saw the very first X-Men movie, like around the time it came out. Um, yeah, I don't really... I read like a couple of X-Men comics when I was younger, but I didn't keep up with the X-Men. I didn't watch a lot of the movies. Like I was watching it last night and Isaiah was in there for the first part and he was saying something about Anna Paquin. And I was like, is that her? And he was like, no, that's no. Jean Grey. And I was like, is that her? And he was like, no, that's someone else. And I was like, is that her? And he was like, no, that's Wolverine. I was like, okay, great. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know a lot of, x-men things but i do i find the x-men fascinating so um i'm happy to talk about it fantastic i love it what about you liz you go talk uh yes i have definitely seen the x-men x well i've seen x-men x2 i've seen you know all of them 
Um, and I remember specifically that I watched the first one and the second one on a DVD that I borrowed from my aunt um, while, like, I had gotten my tonsils removed and my aunt brought over, like, a stack of DVDs so that I had stuff to, new stuff to watch because at that time we didn't have streaming, so we had to, you know, use our DVD players. And so this was <laughs> in that collection and I loved it. I loved both of them. And I instantly fell in love with Hugh Jackman and the character of Wolverine. And, yeah, I mean, then from then on out, I was like, I am into the X-Men. And I <laughs> continue to watch. And I feel like these movies walked so that Marvel could run. Because, like, these are kind of, like, yeah. the first, like, really big movies in the... Because Spider-Man came after the first X-Men movie. Um, I believe so. Let me just... I'm pretty sure Let me the double first check. Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure it came out in the later 2000s. 2002, like, so yeah. Yeah, so... It came out I like mean, a year after, I believe. Obviously, Batman precedes all of that, but I still think, like, as far as, like, what Marvel is doing as, like, for their cinematic universe, this very much feels like the beginning of that. Because, like, these... It's a lot of characters. They stay connected through multiple movies. You know, it's definitely... That concept carries through. Yeah, well, and funny enough, so last year we talked about um, <laughs> the movie Batman and Robin. Yeah, we did. And You're welcome. So superhero movies have been kind of big for a while, but Batman and Robin is actually the thing that kind of killed it as yeah. an industry for a few years. I'm sorry. I stand by it. It's a great movie. Oh, I love it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's a good. It's such a pop. Um, but then... People say that Blade is the resurgence because it happened in 98. Mm-hmm. Um, but X-Men was a bigger franchise. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like back and forth because Blade also had a trilogy. But I don't know. It's weird. But X-Men came out in 2000. People kind of view that as like the resurgence of movies. And then for some reason they threw it to like Spider-Man to be like, this is the one that actually brought back comic book movies. And I'm like, X-Men like... <clears throat> yeah, don't, don't change how the genre X-Men. was done. Yeah, because and one thing I loved about the Batman movies, especially Batman and Robin, is that they tried to be comics accurate with like costumes and it was like very over the top, like cartoony in some moments, and like it just had this heightened like comic book feel to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas X Men was like, um, that didn't work, so we're gonna go with this like really cool. We're not gonna do like the comics uh, costumes. Everyone's gonna be in all leather and biker suits, <laughs> and we're gonna start a lot of kinks. And I was like, thank you, good for you. <laughs> uh... um, yeah, I so I love this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters, and oddly enough, it was my first fake date I've ever gone on with a boy. <laughs> Fake date. Fake date. I didn't realize I was going on a date that was set up with the only gay person I knew in, like, grade school. (laughs) Um, But it kind of was. So that was a... But it was a fun time. I remember we were throwing popcorn at the screen at one point during um, uh, a trailer. Because we were like, this is stupid. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. It was like the afternoon. We were the only two in the theater, too. So it was actually, like, for me, a movie viewer that hates other people... (laughs) It was, like, a perfect experience. I, I was going to say, is um, there, like, a, a um, watch-along thing to X2 like there is to Rocky Horror, where you, like, <laughs> I don't know. There is in my brain. <laughs> blow ice on a thing of Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I am sad because this is, like, 
probably well this is slightly off topic but i keep on forgetting that disney plus has that um like group watch feature that Mm. just syncs up everyone's video and whatnot which i'm like i don't know why every streaming service doesn't already have that yeah because it's so smart but i was like "Ah, i wish we would have done that with this movie it would have been so much fun so a little bit more i guess about this specific movie so it's based off of two really popular comic book titles and this is one thing that i like that the X-Men movie started to do after the first one is that they would take like two popular storylines in the comics and kind of mesh them together to create something slightly new. Sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it didn't. I think this <laughs> one, they took two things that like thematically kind of worked together and that's why it meshed well. So the first one is called God loves man kills, which is literally one of the best um, like storylines from the X-Men. Cause it truly is about like an ultra religious evangelical person that has like anti-mutant sentiment that they're trying to like push across and for listeners that haven't heard me talk about x-men before essentially like for the x-men they're called mutants and they have like a genetic um oh gosh why am i uh evolution i guess yeah they're evolved so they have like superpowers basically i mean Yeah. yeah yeah Um, but so there's, they don't like a traditional superhero is like, oh, I had radiation. I got bitten by this thing. I'm an yeah. alien. For you're them, it's like they're it. the next step born with that. <laughs> um, and they don't find out it. until like puberty. So it also, it works a lot with especially like the queer demographic, but it was originally written just as like general, um, <clears throat> like political civil rights, just mm-hmm. kind of as an allegory for that. Um, so God Loves Man Kills is essentially a religious persecution of these group of people um, and trying to like use religious rhetoric to destroy mutants and get legislation to pass and all this crazy stuff. Um, and the other wow, one is called... it's like the world that we live in. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Topical. Um, the other storyline, it was a really long title, and I'm just not going to say it, but it's the follow-up to <laughs> another storyline called Weapon X. Well, now which you essentially, have to say it. No, I'm not. Uh, which is essentially like the origins of Wolverine and where he yes. comes from. Yes, and yes, I, yes. I also wanted to bring up the storyline of Weapon X because it's actually better than the follow-up, because Weapon X is like this weird confusion, like mind fuck moment for Wolverine where it actually shows why he's so confused about his past and he has no memory of things. And it was kind of a fun moment in comics because it left you wondering if anything that happened in his past that he remembers, if even that is real or if it was a part of this like mind control and this experiment that happened on him. Mm. So it left him like, you were still as confused as Wolverine even after it, which I think is a much more compelling story than like definitively, this is what happened to you. Mm. Um, that's my two cents. Everyone wanted to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just jump in. I'm going to do a little synopsis, and then I have some bullet points to kind of talk about, but I just kind of want to, like, talk about this movie. There's a lot of gay stuff in it and gay subtext, <laughs> and, I, and we will get to it. If you're wondering why this is my pride pick, I promise there's more to it than just, like, a subtle background thing about what it's based on. <clears throat> so here's my quick synopsis. Uh, it leaves a lot out, as I always do, but... I tried to just hit the main points. Let me know if I did well this time or not. So so a mutant tries to kill the president. So a government anti-mutant group uh, led by Stryker, that's the guy's name, um, go and attack the Xavier Academy for Gifted Youngsters. And I love the title, Gifted Youngsters. Youngsters. Yeah. So Logan, who's Wolverine, and a group of students go on the run. 
After reuniting with the other X-Men, Logan and the group learn that Professor Xavier, who's the head of the Academy, has been taken by Stryker, and they had to save him. Stryker tries to use Professor Xavier to kill the mutants telepathically, um, but the team stop him in time, and then Jean Grey sacrifices herself so that everyone can escape the destruction of the government base that they're stuck in. Then they head to the president, and they bully him into not being <laughs> shitty to mutants anymore. <laughs> I wish I wish they had cyberbullied the president, because that would just be funnier to hear. Oh, it would have been great. I mean, yeah. I love the ending of them just menacingly, like, in the lightning strike, just there, and being like, don't fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's essentially the movie, would y'all yeah. say? Yeah, no, th- I think that was a good synopsis. Good job. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, so I kind of just want to go this somewhat in order, because I just think it's fun. So as I said, the synopsis, there's a mutant that attacks the president, and that mutant is Nightcrawler. And he's this like blue furry guy. I love him and his power is teleportation. He's not very furry. He's not furry in this version. I forgot. No, he's yeah. got yeah. scars. I forgot yeah. they changed him. Like in the comics, he's furry, but in this, he's not so oh, furry. Yeah. There's a panel in the comics where he's dating his... <laughs> this is why I love and hate comic books. He's dating a girl named Amanda Sefton, who's also somewhat his stepsister from when he was growing up. Um, but there's a scene where they're in the bathtub together, and then an emergency happens, so he has to teleport out. But it was just like you're this furry guy taking a bath with someone how's that sexy <laughs> like you're just like sopping wet <laughs> do you think it smells like a wet dog i hope so <laughs> um, yeah no they kind of my... make him look more like mystique i feel mm, like they kind of went yeah. for like a similar vibe to like what mystique looked like i guess because yeah. he's more like scaly look like mm-hmm. well and he's also like in this like ultra religious and in the comics yeah. he's like he fucks he fucks in the comics like he's horny like crazy Mm -hmm. um so at first when i heard alan cumming who plays nightcrawler was was gonna say can we talk about the fact that it's alan cumming i was kind of upset that they made him super religious because i was like alan cumming he fucks um but this is fine also they were like alan cumming you're known for playing the mc in cabaret can you just do the whole part in a german accent (laughs) that's probably why i got it they're like, we have Hugh Jackman from Broadway. Can you just come here and do a part two? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, like Yeah, guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, my god! I have the nightcrawler. But what were your thoughts on this like opening scene at the White House? I mean, it's very um, exciting. I think. I mean, it's like, ooh, like smoke. Ooh, what's happening? And like, <laughs> ooh, ooh, smoke. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite thing is the fact that all he has to do, all Nightcrawler has to do, is like um, sweep someone's feet from underneath them, and they fall to the ground, and they never get back up again. They're, they oh, never they like die. they're trying to protect the president, and they fall down. They're like, I'm done. I'm sorry. That would be me, honestly. I'd be like, Oh, yeah. oh I've fallen. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm down. I mean, you see a person teleporting. I'm like, I'm laying myself down. <laughs> You got this. I'm just going to exit. Do not worry about me, sir. Well, Um, at first they're like, there's multiple suspects. You know, so they think there's like a bunch of them. I mean, that's Because he's tricky. He's smart. Um, I love it. And I sent Alec a text while watching this last night where I was like, (laughs) I would do anything right now if I could just bully some politicians. Um, And so this was very cathartic to watch. (laughs) Well, the thing is that people try to bully politicians now, and then for some reason they're able to get uh, laws passed to not bully them. But they won't pass laws about things that actually do good in the world. So I don't know if they've been trying to bully, like, (sighs) Nightcrawler, but I'm sure if I say that I'm breaking some sort of law to go into any specifics. (laughs) 
Yeah, we won't talk about <laughs> breaking into the White House. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna bring I do have to say, like, anywhere near the process. Yeah. No. I think one, we start off in a great way of like introducing a new character and like their power and showing how badass the idea of just teleportation mm-hmm. is. Uh, like, because he he kicks ass in this. Like, oh, yeah. He's popping so around, cool. kicking faces, using his yeah. tail. He's got a little tail. Yeah, his tail uh, is very <laughs> agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. when he picks up that knife and then, like, hands it from his tail to his hand, I was like, mm-hmm. there's something about Also, I think it really looks hot. really good, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like, considering the time that this movie came out, I feel like this movie looks really good. Like, yes. pretty much across the board. Like, there's nothing in this movie that I'm like, oh, that looks like shit. Yeah. Like, I think it I would all... I would agree with that. When the like the credit <laughs> sequence started, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Early 2000s CGI. <laughs> but then, like the whole nightcrawler scene started and i was like oh this looks good like and he's mm-hmm. there there was a lot of like obviously the character himself is like very augmented you know cgi wise but then like him just like poof poof poofing everywhere that's the technical yeah. term poof poof poofing it's actually called bamfing bamfing yeah. oh there is a technical term for it well i think there poofing is. sounds better because it's pride month so poof poof well, tomorrow. Well, mm. <laughs> it is Pride Month. I'll <laughs> recording this in May, like behind the scenes. That's why I made a little slip. <laughs> um, yes, but I, yes. I agree. Like when Vince and I were watching it, we're even like the poofs look so nice. <laughs> like the little cloud smokes. Like it's a good uh-huh. effect. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. I was also expecting a lot more in this to like just not stand up against time because it's been a while since I watched it, and I was like. I mean, maybe Disney Plus has, like, an HD remaster on it. But even then, some other stuff from the 2007 HD remaster that do not hold up. Mm-hmm. So this was this was good. I, I will say this movie is very dark. Like, the it's I had to, like, turn up the brightness on my TV because I felt like this movie was so dark. I don't know. And, I, I mean, I I've never it. had to do that before, so I don't think it's my TV, but... Hey, I, mean, I didn't really notice the you know. difference. I will say now TVs do, like, a darker black like it's pure black than they've done before yeah. so it's not too surprising because some of the old stuff like kind of grayed out a mm-hmm. bit so yeah but who knows um but what a way to start i love it. i love <laughs> um the next little bullet point i have is the iconic Iceman wolverine scene <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> to paint a beautiful picture for our listeners um, so Iceman, oddly enough, is a teenage boy in this, so we can't get too sexual about anything. But he, it's, like, late night, and he can't sleep, and Wolverine walks in, and he can't sleep either. And so he asks for a beer, and Iceman's like, this is a school, we don't have a beer. And he's like, well, what about a soda? And, like, grabs one from the pantry, and it's a Dr. Pepper. Mmm, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's not cold. And so then he, like, opens it up, and he looks at Iceman, and he's like, hmm, and then reaches the, the Dr. Pepper out, and Iceman blows into the Dr. Pepper, makes it all cold, because he has ice powers. And <laughs> it's sexual. It's extremely sexual. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way There is a lot it. of tension there. <laughs> There's so much sexual tension in this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's, Liz- that's all I wanted to talk about for this entire movie, was just this one moment. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go off. like i (laughs) and like the other intellectual side of my brain i do like it because as we'll get into it bobby's whole arc is very much like he's very queer coded even Mm -hmm. though he's dating a woman this entire movie but like 
his storyline is very queer coded. I think the most that important is true, yeah. The most important thing we need to talk about right now is um the actor who's playing Iceman. Yes. Yes. Do you want to say um, it? You can say it. Go for oh, it. Oh. Well, okay, so I am 99% sure that Casey's said this before and probably when we were talking about <laughs> this in a former episode. But I just kept watching the movie being like God, why do I know the face of that actor? Like, in every scene, I was like, God, I just know who that is. And Isaiah, who is famously great with, like, C-list celebrity faces, was like, I have no clue. I've never seen this person before. And I, like, Googled it, and I was like, Cadet Kelly. He is the boy from Cadet Kelly. (laughs) And I was like, it all comes back to me. And because I was looking through the other credits, I was like, I don't know that, don't know that, don't know that. Cadet Kelly. And it's hard because he has a brother who looks identical, like very Uh, similar to him. They look very similar. And I can't ever remember which one of them is in Frozen. It's not, is it this, is it Iceman that's in Frozen? No. I think it is the other one. Okay, because it's like funny to me because, you know, he's in a movie called I think that's why it's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like one of them is in um, like a six episode arc on Veronica Mars, and I never remember which one it is. Yeah. And the other one was also the lead in the Animorphs TV show, <laughs> and mm. I don't remember which one is that. I think also this, one of them is in this Lock guy and is in Animorphs. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways. Which, speaking of, also this Iceman having like, <clears throat> sorry, like queer subtext and like a queer storyline, um, about five or six years ago actually Iceman in the comic books came out as gay so I also just think Mm -hmm. it's interesting that he's the one in this movie like retroactively it's kind of a nice tie-in can I also just say blue (laughs) and I know like rogues rogues like a little hairdo thing like that's like a thing from the comics too right Mm -hmm. yes but a different reason but yes I don't I don't know the reason I don't care but I think that that hairdo is like gay rights also oh yeah like that's I have wanted white rogue. Like, mm, I've wanted rogue hair for so long. Like Rogue <laughs> listens to Melissa Etheridge. Like, come on. <laughs> this version of Rogue is a very different rogue than the comics, but I do like her. Yeah. <laughs> I will be clear, I do like her. Okay. Anna Paquin did the writers just did a weird thing with this. Mm. She's very um, like reserved. I feel like she's not okay. like Yeah. Quite as Rogue is like really boisterous um she's she's great in the comics she's also another person who's extremely sexual in the comics which Mm. is great and she says he is sugar a lot (laughs) 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 um wonderful but yeah i'm trying to find who plays his fucking brother the sean ashmore's No, like, in the movie, Sean Ashmore, which is Iceman, has a brother that, like, calls the cops on him oh, when they dick. go to the yeah. house. Yeah. And I was like, he yeah. also looks very familiar to me. So I'm going to try um, to find out who he is. Well, before we get there, so we have that <laughs> Dr. Pepper Blow scene, which is, like I said, <laughs> just Dr. an Pepper iconic Blow. moment in Casey's life of just, like, this has stuck with me for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But the next thing I want to bring up is also another very informative part of my life. So (laughs) this government agency breaks into the school and all the kids are trying to, like, escape. And there's this one super buff guy who's supposed to be the (laughs) character Colossus, Peter Rasputin. And little baby Casey was like, who is this hunk? (laughs) Who is this man (laughs) that came out of nowhere? (laughs) Well, yeah, like, I first noticed him when 
the one little girl wakes up when they're invading the house and like she screams and everyone's like covering their ears and they randomly just show him in a bed and i'm like why is this guy shirtless and he just has the biggest arms in the world like who is this man that's just sleeping in this like child's dormitory it's very weird (laughs) right and then they show him like running around the halls and i'm like this is like a men's health like magazine model like who is this (laughs) it is really funny for this like storming the school moment because so there's like three older characters that we follow for a lot of it pyro iceman Mm -hmm. and rogue and then there's colossus and then everyone else at the school looks like they're maybe 10 yeah maybe so (laughs) when they're like running around when the school is being attacked it's like the three main people that we follow and then colossus and all these little kids (laughs) i will say the girl that phases through the walls and stuff She looks like maybe she's, like, 13 or something. Like, she could be kind of the in-between. Yeah. Funny enough, she's supposed to be Kitty Pryde. Yeah, but, which is kind of, like, weird because they don't... I, that's such a weird character to, like, just casually show in the background. I feel like. Because yeah. she's such a huge character to the comics, but... Ex- well, and it's because the movie did a weird thing where, like, Kitty Pride in the comics was the point-of-view character. And mm-hmm. then in the movies they made that as Rogue. So they kind of, mm-hmm. like, merged Kitty Pride and Rogue together for the movies to, like, mm-hmm. just have that for the storyline of the first movie to make more sense. Um, so she's just kind of... She was even randomly, I think, thrown in the first movie, in the second. And then finally they cast Elliot Page Elliot to Page, play. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... In, in the third movie. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of strange for the character to be like, okay, all right. Um, but weirdly enough, she's 13 in this... And Colossus, I'm assuming, is supposed to be, like, 17, because that's how old old he is in the comics. And they date, which is, like, icky. I don't like that. No. They do break up. But to be fair, I think they don't make it look... (laughs) The age difference doesn't look as weird in the third movie. Like, I feel like they probably didn't really... Oh, Oh, I don't... They don't date in the third movie. Oh, they don't? uh, No, because Kitty Pryde goes after Iceman. That's... Okay, yeah. Yeah. I meant in the comics, it's, like, kind of icky. Although oh, there is a nice moment okay. whenever they're, like, they all think they're about to die. And Kitty Pride's even like, I've never even kissed a boy before. And she's by Colossus, and he's like, maybe we shouldn't do something just because we think we're about to die. And <laughs> it feels kind of inappropriate because I'm, like, four years older than you. And she's like, that's, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> well, at least you kind of addressed it. Yeah. Then they break up. It's fine. <clears throat> <laughs> So that's all I want to talk about is this buff kid that Casey in a movie theater great. and on DVDs was like, this is great. <laughs> great. End of episode. End of episode. Um, <clears throat> now I want to talk about the Professor Xavier and Magneto of it all. Because oh this is another this, That scene moment. is so fucking good. Like when yes. they're in the fucking cell together. Um, I mean, Ian Patrick McClellan Stewart, is just fucking yeah. perfect. Like yeah, he's really. so perfect as Magneto. He's such a good bad guy. Like, Oh my gosh. Uh, and him. honestly, like, I support gay wrongs, and I'm so <laughs> glad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, when he gets the medal at that one part, it's just like, pew, 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 like I all the know. guards. I was like, I work, honestly. This is amazing. And then he turns that disc, like, he tur- like has a flying metal disc, and then he's like, the way he's like, Ooh. going like... <laughs> <laughs> like, arms crossed, but like, yes. not against like, his body. Like, in front of like, him, and he's yes. just like... Mm. Is there a genie? 
two little balls of metal like floating around him. He just yeah. looks fucking awesome. And he awesome. just like <laughs> puts his arms forward to like make them fly out. I was like, you're so dramatic and like yeah. chewing the scenery like crazy. Like work, bitch. You got this. You're so good. <laughs> I believe in Magneto. He did no wrongs. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, that's why I love the X-Men is because I think Magneto is such a, I mean, Wolverine is also kind of like obviously a, not perfect hero like a flawed hero but then magneto is such a relatable villain like it's a villain Mm -hmm. that you sympathize with because you're like uh yeah he's been basically pushed down his whole fucking life why wouldn't he be like fuck humanity like hey i was in the holocaust now they want to fucking make me a mutant that's labeled just like how i was labeled then you know like oh yeah i mean they bring it in yeah bring in the storylines which also, like, I know we're not talking about that movie, but, like, yeah. the first movie starts off with baby Magneto in a concentration I know. camp. Like, it's so fucking sad. It, not like baby, baby, he's a kid. It's intense, but, like, he uses his powers because they're, like, taking his mom away. And it's a very, like, intense, but, like, good scene. It's kind of yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I love watching Magneto just fuck everything up because he deserves yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Magneto was right. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love just, like, Professor Xavier and Magneto just have sexual tension because it's Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen just acting together. And they just have so much so chemistry. <laughs> I think that... They're BFFs in real life. Yeah, they should have actually just, in that cell scene, they should have just done their production of Waiting for Godot just in the <laughs> cell. And, like, would anyone have cared any different? Like, no one would have told them to stop. They would have been like, okay, this is fine. It would have been fine. Yeah. Or they could have just, like, made out a little bit. <laughs> All of these things, yeah. They make out in Waiting for Godot in their version, right? I'm sure, yeah, totally. I'm sh- what else are you going to do when you're waiting that long? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Godot, can you show up already? It's like, Godot, you can wait a little longer if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just 15 more minutes. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> well, and speaking of gays, um, and being This whole episode up, has been speaking of gays. I know. That's why I'm like, there. this whole movie is just like queer subtext. There's also Mystique, which <clears throat> I stand wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. A She's true great. queen. Yeah. Um, I also have to say, <laughs> controversial opinion, the guard that she seduces, super into, even when I was oh. a little kid. <laughs> oh. huh. I told you it's controversial. I know I'm going like to have this. notes on this one. I don't like this hot take. <laughs> I was um, going to say, I think if I could summarize Mystique in one um, quote, it would be the quote that the YouTube um, sensation Kelly says in her video for shoes. It's like, what are you going to do with your life? And she goes, I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> and Mystique's <laughs> like, Mystique is like that, you know? She's like, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to do whatever 100%. I need to. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm not going to go on the big list of stuff she did in the comics, but yeah. That, yes, that is Mystique. Um, I will say she's even better in the comics, though, because she is um, at least bisexual. Um, but for the longest time, she had a lesbian lover. And actually, the two of them raised Rogue together in the comics. Amazing. Um, Good for them. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, her partner, her name was Destiny. She was a blind woman who could see the future. Um, and after Destiny died, one of my favorite things that was just like <laughs> their go to in the storylines, <laughs> she died in like the early 90s, um, is that 
Destiny apparently wrote all of these diaries for Mystique about what was going to happen to her. So whenever they don't know what to do in a plot line, they're always like, Mystique is like, I guess I'm going to go fuck <laughs> up some shit. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Um, also, LOL, like, that happened in the 90s and all the people, like, in today's world that are like, I hate that the X-Men are trying to be so woke now to have, like, gay characters. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, you fucking idiot. It's been woke since the X-Men existed, you fucking asshole. Right? Oh, my God. I just like, we had a lesbian <laughs> villainous couple in the 70s who tricked a government agency into letting them be in charge of some shit. Like, Mystique is amazing. We stand. We love her. Um, she owned her own country for a while. I love her. <laughs> oh, amazing. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do love which probably shouldn't but like this guard he does look disgusting and i like so you're she not, drugs you're, you're don't not do making that. this any better <laughs> no don't do that um <laughs> don't do that at home <laughs> um but Kids, she... <laughs> ask your doctor before drugging <laughs> any security guards don't do it um we're, we're really tearing on the edge of this <laughs> um but she has this syringe full of like metal and it's huge <laughs> I and know. I don't think it registered until of this watch of like when she pumps it into his butt, which is. <laughs> I realized as I was saying it how that was going to come out, but I was like, "That's a, that's metal that she's just injecting into this man." And no, how did died. he not be like? How did he not be like? Ow! Like you know, like because he acts like he doesn't know what the fuck. Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah. going about his normal day the next day. And it's like, how did you not go to the fucking hospital and be like, hey, this lady injected something in my butt? I, You know what I think it was? I think he was like, my butt feels weird. And he looked at it and he was like, damn, I'm looking plump as hell. And he's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say anything as long as my mm-hmm. uniform pants still fit. Which also, it's kind of like um, all those people, well, it might still happen. I don't know. When like butt implants started becoming a thing, like people would go for all these like, um, kind of black market butt injections and like they would like literally like pump concrete basically into their ass cheeks and yeah. like mm-hmm. it would kill them so this is kind of the same thing you know mystique was just trying to give him a uh she, she cheap... was just so ahead of the curve yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. sure she's like you can get a nice dumper for my man and then a she dumpy. sends him the magneto <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i do love so the whole point is that like magneto he can control metal so she puts this metal into the security guard that then is the person who, like, brings Magneto his food so mm-hmm. that Magneto can take the metal out of this guy to, like, break out of prison because he's in this big plastic cage thing. But <laughs> Magneto's like, oh, essentially, like, you fucked someone last night? <laughs> Don't trust a lady who wants to fuck you. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Oh, my gosh. And then he's like, too much iron in your diet? And then takes the metal out. I was like, you I, are so extra, and I love I you. I sincerely wish Ian McKellen had just delivered those lines like you had just said. Because <laughs> it was, like, bordering on Mae West. Like, got some iron oh. in your diet, big boy? <laughs> oh, don't trust a girl who wants to fuck which, you. Ow. Which, coincidentally enough, is um, it's basically also Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes. Iconic. Yeah. Just as iconic. Um, okay, okay. Next bullet point I have, because we're going in order, <laughs> um, is one of the gayest moments in this entire movie, and I just think is great, is that, so Iceman, while they're on the run, they go back to his house, and he, like, has to come out to his parents that he's a mutant. And it is just the most, like, 2000s coming out scene ever. Yeah. It's so on the nose. Yeah. Um, 
like the parents are being shocked and just being like, this is really hard for us to take. And then even the mom being like, have you just tried not being a mutant? <laughs> like, oh my God, that part is so good. cringe. Okay, by the way, the brother is Sebastian from She's the Man, which is like Amanda Bynes' <gasps> brother oh, in that yes. movie. Yeah. So that's, I was like, he looks so fucking familiar. So that I looked it up and that's who he is. That's so sad. He's so likable in She's the Man. Mm. Yeah. And he sucks in this. Because he calls he the is. cops. I know. Um, what the fuck? It's like, um, my brother's gay. Can you please come save me? Nine one one. We have a gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, that is the feeling of this. Um, yeah. Which is, it makes it even more iconic and great. Um, also, and they just all just, just stare at the window when they leave. Like, <laughs> goodbye, son. We will never I, be part of your life again. They're holding on to the son like they need to protect him. I'm like, he's the one who called the cops. He's the yeah. one why this whole I, thing is happening. Not to defend them, but they did just see Pyro like blow up like 15 cop cars <laughs> in their front yard. So I'm not having it. <laughs> they. Well, and to be fair, Pyro just saw someone get shot in the face. That is yeah. fair. Yes, I will. Yeah, that's, that's um, fine. Well, and, and to that effect, I will say, remember that um, the first Pride was a riot, and Pyro was just following in their footsteps. Did Pyro throw the first brick at, Pride, or at Stonewall? <laughs> at Stonewall. <laughs> yeah, he threw the first fireball. Um, so yeah, so Iceman comes out and then his brother gets angry and then calls the cops on them. And then the cops shoot Wolverine in the face, but he can heal. So he's going to be fine. (laughs) But then Pyro's like, "Mm, this isn't cool. And literally just starts throwing fire at all the police officers. He's He's like, like, I'm the worst. He's like, I'm the worst mutant you kn- you've ever seen, or whatever. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, no, like, you're not. No, you're not. Let's, calm, down, let's calm down a little bit, because you're fine. <clears throat> you're fine. You throw some little fireballs. I mean, he does blow up several cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, it's a nice little show. I liked it. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised out of everyone you didn't say ACAB yet, Alec. <laughs> well, Pyro said that for us. Yeah. Pyro did say ACAB. Yep. Thank you, Pyro. You've led those rights. <laughs> I just picture now, like, someone drawing, like, the Stonewall riots, but there's, like, a little Pyro and, like, the little That'd rendering. That'd be cute. That would be cute. I loved it. I was just so happy to see this, like, fucking mutt moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially right now. This is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> this was very cathartic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... <laughs> One of the next little queer moments I wanted to talk about in this movie was a nice little conversation that happens. So after all of this, um, like, Storm and Jean and Nightcrawler find the group that just came out to Iceman's parents. (laughs) They all came out together. Um, And then they run into, like, Magneto and Mystique. And so the Mystique and Nightcrawler are just having a conversation where Nightcrawler's like, he's also blue He's very noticeably like a mutant and so is Mystique because she's also blue. And he's like, you can change how you look. You can change your appearance. Why don't you just change to fit in? And she's like, because we shouldn't have to. And I love that. That's like just a great moment. Um, I also love in X-Men they haven't. I mean, they have the original five, which are a whole bunch of white kids. Um, But in the 70s, when they kind of relaunched everything, they introduced these characters called the Morlocks. And they're pretty much just about passing privilege in society. 
and about how like the X-Men are always like the world will accept you we just have to work for it and they're like no the world will accept you because you look like a regular person that society deems as like normal and fine Mm -hmm. and acceptable Mm -hmm. whereas I have weird gooby skin and society's never going to view me as normal and I just think it's it's nice that they kind of touched on it in this movie even though it is also like an all white cast which is not great um I don't know. I just like that moment a lot. I like it between them. I like that it's very short. I like that it kind of shows like why Mystique is so angry about things. And also the two different viewpoints that can go into this. It just, it makes me happy. It just makes me happy. (laughs) I'm guessing you guys have no more thoughts on it. (laughs) I mean, could you also, like, I don't know. Part of me is thinking that you could also see some like trans parallels in that for like passing and not passing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well... I don't have to pass. Like, that's not the point of this. It's, you know, I can just be who I am kind of a thing. I could also see that being an interpretation of that concept as well. Yeah, totally. Speaking of, I I had a realization watching this where I was like, I loved Mystique so much as a kid just because I loved the idea of like, ooh, I could be a girl for a day and then I could be a boy for a day. And then it was just like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Is this one of those things that's not an everyone thing and just a kid? Like, one of those, like, mm, I should have noticed sooner. Because uh, <laughs> I was talking to Vince about it. And he's like, I guess as a kid, I thought it would be cool for just like maybe a day just to like see what it's like to be a girl. And I was like, I kind of wanted to know what it was like, but not be stuck in it, but be able to do it whenever I wanted. Like, Mystique was yeah. like top tier, like, dream powers <laughs> I think that's fair she would have been great I mean also how wonderful would it be to just like change your hair whenever you wanted to yeah yeah save you a lot fun. of money mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the overall big thing that's going on um, in some of the parallels is kind of to me at least is like striker is kind of like almost like conversion therapy at first. So he's Mm -hmm. using like his son's power that you find out he has a son who's a mutant um, that can make like these images, these projections, illusions in people's minds. And he's like using it to control people. (laughs) So there's a little subtext. Um, And that's how he kind of controls Professor Xavier. And Xavier can like link up his mind to everyone on the planet and then like kill them. Um, I I gotta say the whole thing, what's the, the thing that professor xavier goes in when he's cerebro thank you when he's like channeling everyone in the world and talking to them that part was kind of cheesy i don't however they like decided to do Mm -hmm. that in this movie i like wasn't buying it because it's like (laughs) every mutant in the world or every not mutant in the world and everyone's like oh i am i am feeling pain oh no (laughs) like it's such like a weird i don't know i don't know how better to do that but i just thought it was kind of cheesy (laughs) I accept your answer. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I always kind of like the imagery of how they did this, of like, because they're almost like ghost like. Um, yeah. Like Just projections like of like mm-hmm. showing the people. Mm-hmm. Which so you I definitely like how see. That looks. You definitely see someone like blow chunks in the like i think it's when they're when he's attacking the humans <laughs> there's someone there is like someone that's like like they're all screaming and stuff and you just see someone go and there's like vomit that comes out of their mouth no one saw it was like pretty obvious no. to me i, I gotta, missed it 
my gosh, I need to look I love that, that. Part up. Yeah, let me see if I can find a clip of it. Do your I was thing. just stammered. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, Striker's plan fails. Because then Magneto breaks in and he's like, hey, Charles, how about you um, kill all the humans instead? And Charles I like, know, which is fucking like, cool. pop off. <laughs> I like, know. I'm just like, fuck yeah, kill all the humans. <laughs> I was like, Magneto was just like, kill all the hets. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Rip me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Liz is like, it's, peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'm an ally. <laughs> ally. <laughs> I'll sacrifice myself for the cause. <laughs> mm. That's um, a good ally. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of good allies, I want to bring up Lady Deathstrike. And you're like, Aww, who is I love that? Her. <laughs> she's yeah, who great. Is Even though she's barely anything in this movie, but I still she love is. her. So she's a the other mutant that's exactly like Wolverine, but instead of growing claws, mm. her nails grow, and she's just fierce. Yeah. Yes. Cat, 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 cat. I love it. Yeah, honestly, uh, that would have been the best <laughs> fucking thing ever if like they just both started voguing. Duck, duck. Um, it it's probably gross, but one of my favorite moments is like, so all of her nails are like these really long, like claw like things, and so she has Wolverine by like the neck at one point, and just takes her hand and goes pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Just like jabs it into him. I was like, yeah. every time it's so intense, but I'm like, work. I love it. <laughs> like, the first time he realizes that she can like heal as well, and he has like her claws in her stomach, and then she puts her legs on his chest, yeah, and then just grabs yeah. his arms and slides out. I was like, iconic. This yeah. is so cool. That part was yeah. sick. It was great. That fight choreography was pretty fucking sick. Honestly, yeah. in general, mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, there's also no way for me not to laugh, though, whenever he injects her with all the metal and then her head clanks on the bottom of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that um, part was So wild. this room in particular, I actually built a Lego replica of this room because I was like, it's so fucking stupid that there's not X-Men Legos. Like, I'm like, mm, they have, like, agreed. all these other kind of Legos, whatever. Because, you know, at the time, they didn't have superhero Legos at all because Marvel yeah. wasn't, like, a big thing. And mm. so I made this, like, I had, like, because we had all the Harry Potter Legos, and so I think, like, I had a bunch of, like, chains and things, like, mm. so I just had all this shit everywhere, but I had, like, a big tank in the center, like, how they have the tank of, and then I had a little tiny tank next to it that had, like, silver stuff in it, yes. so it looked like the adamantium, and then um, I made, like, a little Wolverine, and so the way that I made the Wolverine is because you don't have claws, right, but I cut in <laughs> half one of the like little great pieces that they made it's like it goes over like oh. two of the lego dots that are like great so i cut it in half and spray painted them silver nice um and then like i painted like his hair like his like little mutton chops on the lego face and stuff. like i was fucking dedicated okay that's amazing dedicated damn <laughs> and i thought i was a fan i mean i, I was i just was lame <laughs> that's so cool it's a great I mean, I didn't want to talk about it too that much, set. but, like, yeah. this set is so great. This whole underground yeah. thing. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, when Mystique breaks into the base and there's all, like, the big stone doors and then she, like, slides through it and, like, flips them off as she's, like, sliding through the door. <laughs> I live. I live. It's so good. Her whole... I can't get over it. I love Mystique. Her whole mood and everything yeah. in that moment is just yeah. badass. She's um, great. <laughs> well, the last thing I want to talk about was the biggest freak out for a baby Casey 
Um, Because I love Jean Grey and I love the Phoenix so much, which is like this big, I don't know, the movies do it way different. In the comics, it's like this big celestial being that like inhabits her and join together and she gets super powered. Um, And so at the end, she's like, her eyes get all fiery and there's like, the plane can't lift off. And she's like, ooh, I'm going to lift it up because I'm strong. Ooh, but a dam <laughs> broke. I'm going to hold back the water because I'm still strong enough. And then, like, lifts it up. And then the water crushes her and she dies. Um, iconic. Like, what a way to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, sad. what a badass. She really wasn't in the movie that much, but she was just like, and I saved the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Same then the next James movie's Marston. all about her, kind of. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers. Kind of. I know, it's great. I love it when she kills Xavier. Spoilers. <laughs> um, it looks so stupid. I, that movie is not good, by the way. I think it's, it's not good. It's, these, I think the first two are really good. Like, I genuinely think they're good movies. They're fun. They have a lot of good you know, stuff. But the third movie, kind of, eh. Yeah. Um, and then X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is the one that I went to in the theater and I was really stoked about <laughs> because I fucking love Wolverine and I dressed up. I, well, I did my hair like Wolverine, but really I just fucking looked like, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Ace Ventura. I fucking I'll send in that. a picture. We can post that picture yes, on the socials because it's fucking funny. Um, and, but there's like a picture of me with that fucking hair and I wore like this weird t-shirt that I had that was like red and black zebra stripes or something. Like, cause I was like, this feels thematic. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, it was, was early days for Liz for her I casual cool. cosplays. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, that's, that's all I kind of have to say about X-Men 2. I love this movie. I love that it was, I mean, it's directed by a gay man and co-written by a gay man, and it just, you can feel the themes in it, and I just really liked it a lot. I think you've talked about this, Casey, but why are you like this? Why are you gay? I mean, why am I gay? Um, This movie probably did a lot for it. Uh, (laughs) Colossus being shirtless did it. (laughs) Um, Seeing Magneto and Charles Xavier seen that oh gosh the docky peppy <laughs> an ice cold docky peppy made me gay <laughs> more like in doctor pepper makes peppy. you gay headlines everyone doctor pepper makes you gay this it's just in pepper. florida has banned doctor pepper <laughs> you can't say doctor pepper uh sorry hey everyone all the straights that are shitty straights because i'm all <laughs> this is like uh, i'm gonna make an exception for myself um you can't enjoy Dr. Pepper anymore, and you have to send all of it to Casey. So, sorry. Thank <laughs> if you drink Dr. Pepper, you're gay. I'm just letting you know. Them's the rules. I mean, if I you guess vote and drink Dr. Pepper, you're gay. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, should just start um, handing out Dr. Peppers at the polls. I, <laughs> I just pictured a whole bunch of strippers. Sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Stripping and throwing Dr. Peppers at people. What a dream. I would love it so much. I'd also love if before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know that you can find us on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our generation Why Am I Like This fan page. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we also have an email, which is Why Am I Like This at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, 
give us other like fun things that Magneto could do in his like drag show when he's escaping from his oh, cell yeah. because you know he was really he was he was workshopping something there I think he was and just hear me out like uh-huh. Magneto in Lady Deathstrike doing like a drag show together because mm-hmm. he could like make her fly so she could oh, like wow. try and do a death drop and then like levitate and then he could like raise her up while she's still down you raise me up <laughs> they're, they're doing a drag show to that song <laughs> yes to Josh Groves you raise me up oh my god I mean uh, work it'd be amazing <laughs> but should we do some good things yeah <laughs> Amazing. Who wants to go first? Great. Um, so, <laughs> I I don't think we've talked about this. Or did we? No, maybe I Tell did talk about it, it. I'll cut all of this out. Did we talk about Heartstopper already? Um, I don't think so. And I was actually thinking how this should just be like a haven't. collective mini good thing. <laughs> like, because um, all of us I would be fine it. with that, honestly. Great. Because there's multiple parts to it. So, that's wonderful. So, y'all, if you haven't watched Heartstopper... Stop it's what you're doing right now. Stop listening so to this Stop podcast. Your heart. <laughs> Come back and listen to the last five minutes of this podcast after you watch all of Heart Stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, it's a fantastic little gay slice of life rom-com on Netflix. And it's just wonderful and delightful. I can't speak higher of it. Especially on this Pride Month. If you haven't seen it yet, you're homophobic. So you should go watch it. So mm-hmm. then you're not homophobic. I would like to just give a special shout out to the character of Nick, who is an openly bisexual person, and he's great, and, like, fully, I don't know, he's just, like, a fully realized bisexual character, and I love that. There's not, like, any, like, he's figuring himself out in the first installment, but, like, he doesn't, like, he just is bisexual, like, he doesn't, like, change, you know, doesn't have to explain himself. Yeah, for people that are worried about queer media, because most of the time in... Um, like our society, queer media has very specific tropes it follows. This show doesn't follow those tropes. And it's very wonderful. Vince and I, the whole time watching this, were on edge. We were waiting for like mm. the other shoe to drop because there's always specific stuff that happens in queer TV shows and queer cinema. Yeah. And we were so delighted to know that none of that happened. Like, yeah, it's it was good. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a weird experience of also watching this very wholesome show, but also being on the edge of your sh- like seat, waiting for something horrible to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's delightful. It's wonderful. Um, it was also just renewed for two more seasons, so Yay. there's a lot to celebrate about it. And also, um, the comic books are really good. So mm-hmm. go out and buy those too. Support queer people in general. Again, my Venmo is open all month. Alec will give money to me at the end of the month is what he Shut said. <laughs> also, I do want to point out, well, two things I want to point out is that Olivia Coleman is in it. She's great. She's a gay icon now. Um, yeah. And then also the the books, the, the the source material that Heartstopper is based on, the series, is written by Alice Osman, who is an asexual, aromantic uh, person. So like... You know, it's, the representation on every level is great. There's, like, trans mm-hmm. representation in the story, bisexual, gay, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, like, really great. And also, I'll have to say, like, it's just one of the... I haven't read the source material, I'll say that, but I know plenty of people have. And they all say this is, like, one of the best TV show adaptations from a book, like, yeah, ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, it, it's not even that it stays, like, completely faithful to the source material... But what they did do is that the author was on set every single day. And Mm -hmm. I love that they brought her in there to not only be 
her own voice, but she's like, I want to be here a voice for the fans of the original source material so Mm -hmm. that they're getting the beats and they're seeing exactly what they want. And Mm -hmm. the continuity between the books and the show are there, but they still get some new, exciting information to see too. And I just love that love and care that was put in the show. And you can just really tell like everyone loved working on it. Everyone was like completely on board with what they were doing. It's just, it's so well done. And the music is so good. The music's so good. That's really great. And that's our episode. Yeah. (laughs) Tune in next time when Liz will be finishing off Pride Month like every straight wants to with her (laughs) choice of... (laughs) The Craft. The Craft. Lesbian Witches. Woo. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.